Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to War Cry Radio, where our host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, has been providing great practical life resources. If you have questions that you want answered, then email strategicsolutions at warcry.com, and Karina will be happy to read and answer them on the air for you. Thanks again for tuning in. That's strategicsolutions at warcry.com, W-A-R-K-R-Y.com. Hey guys, Karina Calhoun here, your host and wealth coach, your wealth strategist, Warcry Radio, Go Be Great. So listen, we talked on last time about the home buying process and we went through all of the steps up until we got to, I believe it was submitting your documentation, um, your updated documentation for the loan officer and the underwriter. And so we went through um, probably about nine or 10 steps. We've gone through about nine or 10 steps already. I do highly encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode. And I gave out some really great information on the home buying process. As I stated in the last episode, listen, I want to be able to provide this information to you all. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of good information out there, but I just really want to do my part and be able to provide um, really strategies. This is a part of the strategies, you know, the home buying process, really taking it from money and credit to home buying, really building out your wealth. A lot of people think that they can't do it. They shouldn't do it. They're afraid. They don't know what to do. They don't know what the first steps are. I'm here to smash all of the fear. Okay. Because what happens is that fear takes in. Why did we, we've talked about this. Why does it set in? It sets in because there's some information that is lacking. We don't have all of the information. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it, guys. I'm here to give you that information. So let's get started. Um, The next step, last time we talked about, the last step was submitting your updated documentation to the loan officer and the underwriter. On your next step after that, we talked about, we're going to talk about is obtaining your homeowner's insurance. Remember last time we talked about your flood insurance? Well, now we're talking about your homeowner's insurance. Your homeowner's insurance, really, guys, it protects you, but it also protects the lender. Okay, if the house burns down, if a tornado comes and wipes it out, um, if if it if it floods, different things like that that include that's included in the in the flood insurance. If it's if there's an area, if you're in an area that's a flood zone, but for your homeowner's insurance, this is going to protect you and your lender more so your lender, but protect you and your lender. It's just like having car insurance. You know why are you paying for it year after year after year and nothing happens? It's the same thing. Just in case something happens, the lender is. Um, is protected because this is their and this is really their collateral okay and so you're gonna go ahead and start shopping for your homeowner's insurance listen guys i'm i'm not gonna be ashamed to say this and i'm gonna tell you this i'm gonna teach this to you i'm gonna coach this to you shop 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 now one thing about it again you want to make sure if they're pulling your credit you do it in one fell swoop because you don't want them to pull your credit and then there goes your loan, 
Okay. I don't think most of them may or may not. If they do, they do a soft pull because they do recognize that you're purchasing a home and that could jeopardize your loan process. But guys, don't be ashamed to shop and don't be ashamed to tell them that you're going to shop. The reason why is because you want to get the best possible rate for yourself. Keep in mind, whatever that rate is going to be, it, that's going to be included in your mortgage payment every month. So if Sally over here is going to give you a rate of $20 a month versus John over here is going to give you a rate of $5 a month. And John over here, he offers more products. He offers more, he offers better customer service. You know, don't be ashamed to say, well, I'm going with John. You know, because you want to make sure, listen, I can honestly tell you, at least from my perspective, you're not going to have a whole lot of interaction with that, with that agent. You're not going to have a whole lot of interaction with that insurance company. So, you know, sorry for any of those of you that are out there listening who are um, insurance agents or own your own company. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm looking out for the consumer. I want to make sure you guys, you the consumer, the home buyer, I want to make sure you really truly understand this. Don't just go with the first person that you get. Okay? Don't just go with the first person that you get. And often you can you can contact whoever you have for your auto insurance. You can get deals. If you have multiple cars and then you add a house, come on guys, you Let's do this, okay? Let's be smart about this. So then the next step after that, the appraisal should be coming in not too long after that. So then you want to make sure if you're in an area, in a, in a region where that appraisal has to be delivered to you, then you wanna make sure you have um, access to that appraisal and to know what it came in at. You know, if, if the house, if, if the seller is selling the house for a hundred thousand, but the, the appraiser says, well, no, it's only worth 90,000. Then the seller's got an issue. Okay. You've got an issue, honestly, but you know, there's an issue then because that house is not worth at this point, based on the appraiser's knowledge of the area and the, uh, and the appraiser's workup of the appraisal that this property is worth what the seller is, is, is asking for. Okay, so that's something that you will work out with your uh, realtor and with the seller. So uh, be on top of that, guys. Ask, ask, ask. Okay, then so the underwriter is go going to review uh, all of the documentation that has now been ordered. They're going to look at the appraisal. They're going to look at the home inspection. They're going to look at the title commitment. Remember, the title commitment was ordered to, to make sure that the title of the of the home can be um, it, the home can be titled over to you free and clear of any obstacles okay they're going to look at does this property need flood insurance and do they have the adequate flood insurance do they have the adequate uh homeowners insurance okay so they're going to be looking at all of this documentation so this takes time this is not going to be done in a matter of an hour or two so be patient guys you know i will say that these are these underwriters they have a ton of pressure on them um Again, I have been an underwriter in the past and it can be a ton of pressure placed on you. But at the same time, you know, don't let anybody run over you. 
don't let anybody run over you. They should be responding in an adequate enough time. Uh, the loan officer and your realtor and, and, and all of these folks, they should be you're, you're going to find out when you are purchasing a home, there are a lot of moving parts, but if you can just identify, if you can just sit down and identify what each part is, which is why I'm here, what I'm trying to, why I'm trying to go through this information with you. If you can identify each moving part, then it'll all make sense and it'll all work together. Okay. And so then once everything is a is finally approved and the underwriter says you know what we have everything then a closing date is going to be scheduled depending on what area of the country you're in it could be escrow or it could be a you know a regular closing date um so then once that date is scheduled then the documents are going to be sent from the lender to the attorney's office or the escrow office to the title company Okay, they're going to send those documents to them and then you begin the closing process. Okay, so now you've gone through the underwriting process. You've gone through the home search. You've gone through all of that. Now you're going through the closing process. You're going to start getting information. You actually would have started getting information prior to this, but you will you'll start getting information from your attorney how much money you need to bring to closing, where you need to bring the money, where you need to be, um, what time they're gonna verify the date, time and the place. Okay, they're gonna tell you if you can bring um, a check, a money order, wire the funds, cash, however it is that that particular company, that attorney or title company wants to receive that money from you. You typically will not see the seller the seller does have to sign documents over to the attorney's office, okay? But you typically will not see the seller. The seller generally signs uh, well before you will, you being the, the buyer. So you will not run into the seller. You won't see the seller, okay? Um, you are, for the most part, you probably will never see nor speak with the seller because there's always a middleman because because the, keep in mind you've got the realtor you've got the lender you've got the closing agent who is the attorney or the title company okay uh you've got the appraiser you've got the um you've got um who am i you've got the home inspector so you know you've most of the time you've got someone in the middle between you and the seller. So that guys is the home buying process. So see, it's not very difficult. It's just time consuming and it takes really, you know, takes you really being focused on what it is you're trying to do. It's not difficult. It's not hard. It's not daunting. It's scary for most people because they don't know what to expect. So again, that's why I'm doing this particular episode because the home buying process, listen, it's not hard. It's not difficult. It can be a little nerve wracking um, with the first house that I purchased that I've ever purchased in North Carolina. It went very, very well. Uh, we closed, I want to say in about three weeks. Um, again, I was in the mortgage business, so I was able to, to do a ton of the stuff myself. Um, as far as what the underwriter needed, 
I knew in advance what the underwriter was going to need. So I pretty much processed my own loan, underwrote my own loan and then sent in everything. So they, for the most part, just had to check it off. Uh, my second home, the same exact thing. I actually got um, a message from the processor saying, whoa, you've actually done everything. I don't need to do anything but send it to the underwriter. So, you know, guys, it's not as difficult as it seems. It's just knowing what's needed. And then in my third home, um, it went very well. Same exact thing. However, <laughs> however, um, it was a matter of the home being in an estate. And so the previous owners were deceased and I had to go through the process of the heirs. So that took a little bit of time. However, there was, you know, so, you know, things happen here and there, but the process is not that bad, guys. So I want to talk a little bit about the documentation that's needed. OK, so if you have a nine to five job, OK, if you have a nine to five job, this is the information that you're going to need two years uh, W-2s. So for the last two years W-2s, you're going to need um, for the last two years, you're going to need your W-2s. You're also going to need your tax returns for the last two years. Karina, why do they need both W-2s and tax returns? Because they want to make sure that what you've said you've um, made is what you made. Okay. There are telltale signs on your tax returns. They want to make sure this is what you've actually um, submitted to the IRS. Even in addition to your W-2s, in addition to your tax returns, they will also send off for a transcript from the IRS. So even though those are the two things that they need from you, as far as that's concerned, your W-2 income, they're still going to verify that. Okay. They also need 30 days pay stubs. Okay. 30 days pay stubs. So these are the three things that they need from you if you have W-2 income. The last two years W-2s, last two years tax returns, and 30-day pay stubs. Okay, if you're self-employed or you own your own business, they're going to need your business tax returns for the last two years, all pages and schedules, every page, front and back, all schedules. Please keep that in mind. If you don't provide all pages, front and back, all schedules, that is not considered a complete tax return. They're also going to need your personal tax returns. Same thing, all pages, front and back, all schedules. Okay. Um, if you have any type of partnerships or anything like that, if you have a K-1, they're going to need that. Okay. So that is your self-employed or if you own a business income. If you're retired, they're going to need a current award letter. That's your social security or your pension, something of that nature. Okay. They're going to need an, a current award letter. They're also going to need tax returns for the last two years, all pages, all schedules, front and back. Anytime you turn in your tax returns to an underwriter for a home loan, you're going to need all pages front and back all schedules. Okay. Then you're going to need 
for your retirement, in addition to your award letter, your two, two last two years tax returns, you're going to need your most recent pay stub. I'm sorry, your most recent um, monthly stub because you should get um, some type of indication, something showing that you actually get that. So if you have direct deposit, your bank statement is fine. So what they're doing is they're taking that award letter and they're saying Susie gets $100 a month in retirement from ABC company. So we've got this award letter saying that, but now we need to see where that money was deposited into her account. Or if you get a, get a, a hard copy check. Okay. See, it's, this is it's just having the information, guys. That's it, having the information. So we've talked about fear over the last month and really demolishing that, cutting that away and moving forward and building out our wealth. So we've talked about the income. Now let's talk about the assets and your identification, okay? So you're gonna need two months checking and savings bank accounts. All pages, guys, all pages. You always going to need all pages. Now I'm going to take a quick break here and I'll wait for you guys to join me back. Hey guys, real quick interruption here, and I'll let you get back to your episode. Be sure to go over to warcry.com to grab additional resources under Karina's Welcoming Wealth Center. Karina has curated and created a ton of great worksheets, ebooks, journals, e-courses, and the list goes on. Don't delay, go check it out. That's warcry, W-A-R-K-R-Y.com. Talk soon. Peace. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we talked about assets and uh, or we're starting to talk about assets and identification. So again, you want to have your two months checking and savings bank statements. Remember, guys, for everything that you turn in, you want all pages. OK, so you want to remember one thing I want to tell you about this. Review your deposits. If you have any deposits, it's over five hundred dollars and they're not payroll related. You want to write a letter and provide documentation as to what they're for. What they are looking for here is that you're not borrowing money to show that you can qualify for this home. Okay, so that's really what they want to see, because if you're borrowing money um, from a family member, from a friend, you know, something like that, then you probably... I'm not going to say probably, but there is a likelihood that you're not able to qualify for this property. So they just want to make sure you're not borrowing money to boost up or make it look like your assets are robust. Okay. Um, next thing is if you have a 401k, an IRA, CDs, two or three Bs, et cetera, anything like that, you want to provide the banks, the statements for those all pages. Okay. If it's a quarterly statement, you just want to have the current statement for that particular account. Okay, if it's a quarterly statement, just the, the most recent statement. 
for that account. For your 401k, just kind of going back to that a little bit, you want to make sure within your 401k documents, you've got the terms to withdraw. Okay, they want to be able to look and see that if necessary, you can withdraw this money if you need to. Okay, then you want to have a copy of your driver's license. They are not, listen, they should not be using this to stereotype or anything like that. But you want to have your driver's license because they want to make sure it's valid, you're valid, your address, you know, all of this other good stuff. If you are not a citizen of the united states they want to make sure you have a resident alien card um you know things of that nature you want to have your social security card okay so these are information this these are documents guys that you want to have readily accessible when you go to qualify for a loan when you get pre-approved for a loan um and just a couple of miscellaneous documents that I want to talk about. If you're applying for um, a government loan, specifically a VA loan, you want to have your DD-214, okay? If you've um, not had a full two years employment and you attend school, you want to have your school transcripts. If you have child support alimony payments, you want to have three months bank statements documenting those deposits. If you're going to use that as income, uh, for child support or divorce decree or you want to have your child support your divorce decree you want to have that all pages remember guys again all pages front and back okay um if you filed bankruptcy in the last seven years you want to have your bankruptcy papers your letter of explanation why did you file bankruptcy you want to talk about that you don't have to do a long 10-page letter but you want to have a brief letter explaining any of this Okay, if you currently own a home, you know, if you have rental property or if you own a home and maybe you're going to sell it, whatever the case may be, um, you want to provide a mortgage statement for all the properties that you own, your insurance declaration page, that's your homeowner's insurance. You want to have your tax bill for all the properties and then any rental agreements for those properties. Okay, because they want to be able to see first and foremost, they want to see what you owe and then they want to see what you're getting in. They want to see all money in, all money out. Okay, so this episode has been a little bit more detailed. We've been talking about in this episode, in the last episode, um, the home buying process. And so hopefully this has been really educational for you guys. And if you've enjoyed it, if you learned anything, please let me know if you have any other questions about the home buying process, the documents that that are needed, whether it's the income, the asset, the miscellaneous documents. Certainly, these are not all of the documents. This is not all inclusive. There may be some additional documents that your lender requires. Whatever the case may be, I can try to get the answers for you. So again, I am your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun of Warcry Consulting Solutions. Listen, you can send me an email at strategic solutions at warcry.com. Again, that's strategic solutions at warcry.com if you have any questions or if you have a topic that you want me to cover that falls under mind reframing, money and credit, 
that falls under home buying, investment properties, or business clarity, business leadership, or business credit. Okay. So guys, again, this has been the home buying process that I've been talking about in the last episode. And this is now part two. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. Bye guys. Hey guys, Karina Calhoun here. Listen, I just wanted to interrupt the episode really quick to let you guys know I want to gift you something special. So on my website, if you go to my website right now, www.warcry.com, that's W-A-R-K-R-Y.com, you will see the Wealth Center. Okay, guys, go to the Wealth Center and you will see a link for a money in and out tracker for business and uh, personal finances. Okay, guys, go to www.warcry.com. That's then going to take you, yep, to my Welcoming Wealth Center. Guys, in my Welcoming Wealth Center, I have just uploaded the money in and out tracker for personal and business finances. Guys, this tracker is normally $10 because I've put a ton of work into it, but it's normally $10. But because you are listening to my podcast, (laughs) I am going to give it to you for free. So when you go over to the Welcoming Wealth Center, put in this code, all lowercase, MONEYTRACKER2020. Again, that's MONEYTRACKER2020, all one word, all lowercase. You'll get it, guess what, guys, for free. This is my gift to you for being a loyal listener. So go to my website, www.warcry.com. Look at the Welcoming Wealth Center and you're going to see the money in and out tracker for personal and business finances. Guys, I'm so excited about this. I want to hear your feedback too. Call, call me, leave me a message, text me, send smoke signals, a carrier pigeon, whatever you have to do, get a message over to me guys, because I'm so excited. Can you tell? I am like literally yelling into the microphone. Guys, I'm excited. Let me know. Peace.